You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, the community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Yeah, I, I was saying that I'm still waiting for my insight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I'm halfway, halfway joking, but really it's, it's like um, having insight envy in, in some ways. I hear people and they have fireworks going off or like you, you said earlier, the floor drops out, you know, and, and the roof opens up. And, and I've just been um, more of a, a long game player. Like I've had insights. I, I continue to have insights. And, you know, when I first started, I, I said, everybody's talking about an insight. Uh, I got. I better get me some because that really looks like for all the. I better go find me a damn insight, you know. I where do they sell this that everybody keeps talking about? I know. Where? I, I know. So I was on the hunt for an insight, and uh, it was when I the first conference I went to was up in L.A., and I had I had been reading and listening, and I and I I just kind of said there's something here, and I I went up to L.A. to the conference, and the people were so nice. It's like these authors of books. I'm have looking them in the eye, I'm having a conversation with them, and I'm sitting in the crowd, and I don't know who one of the you know presenters is presenting, and I, it's so funny. It's it's not even really an in, it doesn't even qualify as an insight really. <laughs> but my first insight was. Oh, I think an insight has to come from me. (laughs) (laughs) And I I realized my whole life I've been looking for insights and looking for um, who's got the best ideas or who's working with the best concepts and who's having impact. And my whole strategy, you know, before coming on to the principles was it was it was so information based and model-based and, and strategy-based and doing-based. And, you know, in the principles community, they call it practices or prescriptions, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was looking for, I was looking for, uh, what's the formula to get an insight? Where do I get an insight? And I'm listening and thinking that I'm going to get an insight from somebody else. Like, you know, uh, Rob's insight, if, if maybe Rob's insight will be, will, will do me good. So mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I go, oh my goodness, I, I have to look within myself to have an insight. That was my first kind of insight. 
Yeah. It's one hell of a starting place, though. Your first was setting you on the course of not looking anywhere else. That just saved you a bunch of time and money, probably. <laughs> I, I know. I know. It, it was really new territory for me because I've had my whole life mm -hmm. um, looking. You know, one of the other insights I've had with the uh, with the principles is that uh, I got smacked right up in the face. See, the, the principles will help a person become humble. <laughs> At least they help me become humble. Because it, it, I got smacked up into in the face and, and realized that my whole journey prior to the principles was about trying to know something. Mm -hmm. But the knowing was an intellectual. Like, I, I couldn't, here, here's what I saw. I had a tremendous amount of fear and a very poor relationship with not knowing something. So I, I never wanted to be, I never wanted, I felt like I would be caught with my pants down if I didn't know something. I didn't have a response. Mm -hmm. And that was all out of my insecurity. My insecurity was driving that my whole life. And I saw, I had an insight that, oh, I have a really unhealthy relationship with not knowing and it's not serving me. And it's, it's perpetuating this addiction for more information, for uh, more knowing from an intellectual level. I go, wow, not knowing I was terrified of, and it just looked like a really bad idea to not know something. And then, and then it's like, I had, I had an insight. I said, no, not knowing is where the magic is. Not knowing I started to see not knowing as a good as a good idea, yeah. and I and I and I stopped seeing trying to know everything as a good idea. Really fascinating. And and the other two that kind of parallel with that is certainty and uncertainty. You know, like like my whole life I could I, I could see. And, and see, one insight will breed others and it'll kind of have a oh, effect. ripple effect. Yes. A ripple, ripple, ripple effect. effect. Yeah. Yeah. And so I started to see like, oh, I had, I really thought certainty was a good idea. But then I had an insight. So, well, life is uncertain. There's, there, there's a, if I, if I fall back into what's true about life, there's an uncertainty to it. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. And then I could be surprised by wisdom. I could be surprised by life. It, it changed my relationship with certainty or uncertainty. It's something to be dreaded to something to look forward to, to like every moment that I can lean into uncertainty or fall back into uncertainty is it would be like a kid on Christmas. Like, what do I get to unpack today? Yeah. There's a there's a particular word choice you used with with the first one you said the unhealthy relationship with needing to know and how that caused an addiction of going out for information. The addiction didn't play out in the way that we have the so-called uh, stigmas or or bad ways. Look at you went searching information, which was mm -hmm. driving you more off track, driving yeah. you farther away from your natural being. That helps. When people can hear that, we are all at some point chasing peace. That's exactly right. Yeah, like 
not only peace, like, see, I thought that this is so funny, so funny. I, I saw that I didn't think I was lovable unless I knew something. Mm. And so I was chasing, I, I wanted to know something so that I would be part of or be included or to be loved and all of that. Like I didn't realize until the principles that I'm already sitting on that. Yeah. And, and I realized that there was no truth into me knowing something that I would be lovable. There's no truth in that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I experienced um, this sense of being lovable of not knowing. Like, I don't know. No, I don't know. But it didn't, it, in my, I don't know, it didn't make me any less lovable. Didn't make me any less secure. Like, I don't know. So something opened up for me about getting okay with not knowing. Yeah. I do know what you mean when you say, then I was I was in the military for 21 years. So not only did you have to have the answer, you had to have everyone else's answer who was following you. And that's whether you knew their situation or not. We meet each other in the airport. We're now assigned as a unit. We're going to a, a war location together and you have a problem. I've never met you before, but I got to know your answers. And if I don't, I'm less of a leader. I'm removed from my position. You can't have a commander here that, hey, your NCO is not, not answering questions for the troops. You always got to be prepared. I know, I know. In, in the world of business, you know, I, I, I've been in coaching for 28 years and, you know, uh, in that in that world. And and it's it's humbling and embarrassing to look back over the, that, <laughs> that, that period, yeah. particularly before the principles. And... Um, having it to know it all and having an answer to every question and all that, I, I see what a disservice I was to my clients, yeah. you know? And um, I thought that they hired me for my wisdom. And, 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 and that, that's how I worked before the principles. I was eager to give everybody my, my wisdom because I knew a lot, or at least I had a lot of concepts. But, you know, after learning about the principles, I started to see that, oh, my gosh, I had it all wrong. Like everybody is sitting on the same wisdom. Mm -hmm. They just don't know it or haven't realized it. And I still forget that from time to time. Oh, like yeah. I, I, yeah. I still get I still get this idea that I I should tell them what I think, you know, like mm -hmm. my wisdom is somehow supersedes theirs. But, you know, what occurred to me as we were talking about not knowing, I think not knowing is the wisdom coming forward and giving a person an opportunity to look within. If I don't know, then, then they're going to have to get quiet and go, well, they don't know. It's, a, it's an automatic opportunity for reflection. Yeah, I like that. That's a, I like that. I like the way you said that. So let me ask you this then. Mm -hmm. you, you say you believe that prior to the principles, the way you coached was a disservice to your clients. Mm -hmm. Did you receive that through feedback to them, from them? Or was it just your awakening and looking back at it, thinking, oh, it would have been better if? 
No, it, it's like I just didn't have the understanding I have now. So I did the best I could. I helped people. Okay, they were it. served. I have, um, you know, raving fans from the past and yeah. and all that, all that great stuff. But it's like, oh, I thought, I thought I was. My job was to fill their cup with my wisdom, yeah. rather than to help them fill their own cup with their wisdom. Yeah. Sometimes I don't have eyes for the wisdom when I'm when I'm in something. It's only when I have more understanding that I can can see it. Sometimes, at least for me, yeah. Like, like even now, one of the things that's coming forward for me is I know there's I know there's more for me to see. Like, like I know there's mm. I know there's wisdom everywhere. And it's, and it, and it's, and I just, and I know I can't see it yet, but I'm okay with it. But I'm excited and hopeful that I can see more, you know, yeah. it's like the spectrum of color, like human beings can see a certain spectrum. It doesn't mean that there's no more light out yeah. there. It just means that I have a limit to what I can see. And so with the principles, what's exciting for me is that it seems limitless to me what can, can I can see. I'm grateful for what I see now. It's more than I saw before. And I'm excited that there's more to see, even though I don't see it yet. Yeah, no, I love that. One of my favorite rappers says, my open mind has a screen door. And I used to, I used to rap that. I, I used to just it used to be like yeah yeah meaning i i know it's more out there in the world but because of all my experiences i got this this screen in between never allowing me to fully interact and i remember when i started thinking oh that's a dumb line <laughs> that, line, that, yeah. that don't make no yeah. sense you know well if i got yeah. if i'm gonna open my mind the hell would i put a screen on it for yeah and so it's, it's just so i love that Man, you me. are you are me. very very articulate of, of this understanding. Oh, thank uh, you. I, I mean, really, just just the way you use the the metaphors, and if I could look at you and tell, I know, I know our audience won't see it, but I can look at you and tell you really believe what you're saying. Like you, this is what you've experienced because it, yeah. it comes across more weighted, more depth into. Thank it. you, thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. It's so, it's so cool to see that we're all sitting on well-being, but we don't know it. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, like I see it's a well, a well, and and the wisdom fills that well. When well-being rises, wisdom rises. What rises with it is a feeling and insights, and I'm just so grateful for the insights. I just keep seeing more and more and more and more. On a personal note, I'm a, I'm a martial artist. I've been practicing martial arts for almost 30 years. I've okay. got a second degree black belt in Aikido and a first degree black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. My son and I, we train uh, uh, four or five times a week and um, love that. I look and see a lot of lessons on the map, on the mats, you know, in terms of how the principles are unfolding on the mats and well, beautiful lessons and metaphors to take uh, off the mat. The, the mat is a great opportunity to just set our egos aside 
let go of the um, the insecure thoughts that we have going, stepping onto the mat. Every every time we step on the mat, I step on the mat. It's an opportunity to set aside my uh, insecure thoughts. Yeah. Uh, a story or a metaphor that is kind of um, uh, much like my discovery of the principles was um, if I could tell a story about my martial arts background, okay? So um, I had studied uh, Japanese martial arts called Aikido, okay? Mm -hmm. And um, it's a really beautiful practice. I was um, a high-level practitioner, student, and a teacher. I was a second-degree black belt. I had a, a nidan in Aikido. And um, the UFC started to get really popular, and I started hearing about this thing called Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm going to go check that out and I'll learn a little bit and bring it back and teach the guys here at, at the Aikido uh, Dojo. And I, I went over there, I put on a white belt and I uh, went to the class and I just got my ass beat. You know, here I am. A black belt. I'm teaching and I come here and I go, oh my God, everything I've learned seems useless at this point. Mm -hmm. Okay completely useless and so uh and what the interesting thing was i was looking to the right of me and it was a black belt in kung fu to my left was a black belt in taekwondo or karate here i'm sitting in the middle i'm a black belt in another martial arts and we're all faced with the same thing with really how ineffective our arts are in uh, jiu-jitsu mm -hmm. so i i liken that to the principles in my approach to life, it, it looked like it made sense. It was kind of like Aikido. I had a false sense of self-defense, this false sense of, of how effective this is. And when I came to the principles, it's like, oh, I saw I had a false sense of knowing how life worked yeah. and how I, I would see practitioners work with clients and my mouth dro dropped open kind of like going into the first jujitsu class and going, <laughs> oh, I thought I, I thought I knew what was going on yeah. and just was shocked by how I didn't know and was humbled. So I, uh, what, what happened is uh, I uh, set Aikido aside and I embraced the path of jujitsu as a beginner with a beginner's mind, starting at the end of the line, white belt, but I still, I was still identified with me being a black belt in other arts. So it took me a little while to get over myself, to get over my ego. But um, all the other guys in the dojo helped me get over that by beating the crap out of me. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, it, it's just an in incredible journey. And, um, you know, what happens whenever I, you step on the dojo, it's like, well, they, these guys shouldn't beat me. I'm a black belt in something else. Okay. And then you move up, you get a couple stripes and you go, well, I should be able to beat the guy who doesn't have any stripes or I get a blue belt. And it's like, well, I should be able to beat all the, the, the white belts. And, and that's just my thinking. Yeah. That's just all of my thinking. And, and then when the reality of getting my ass beat conflicts with what I think, I got a couple options. I can either get over myself and show back up to the mat. Okay. Or I can quit and, and take my chips and, and go another way and uh, be right, be right and make them wrong. You know, mm, the huge, I love that. Huge, huge lessons. So 
you know, when I came across the principles, I go, wow, I don't, I know there's something here. I don't get it, but I kind of became a white belt in the understanding of the principles and say, Hey, I don't, I, I, I'm just here to learn. Yeah. Uh, so this I, I love that. So that's, that's going to kind of put you in a weird spot here. All right. Okay. Okay. And the reason I say that is because typically I end the episodes with, with we're all listening, give me some. And that was already powerful. So, <laughs> so I'm going to need you to go in and give me something else, right? But mm-hmm. I want to do it a little bit different for you. Mm-hmm. Reason being is uh, it's our first time meeting each other and, and it's been a, a, a joy and a pleasure. Tell me a little bit about or tell everybody who's listening a few sentences about Greg. And then jump me into we're all listening. Hey, if I have, you know, a few minutes to tell somebody, this is what I would say. So what's the first one again? <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is a little bit about Greg. All right. Yeah, you can even yeah. you can I, I'll have links and stuff for them to find mm-hmm. you. But okay. kind of the okay. business and, and where I could yeah. find you and what you're okay. doing now, what you're up to. Yeah. Well, these days, um, I typically attract um, mostly affluent dudes <laughs> that are in business. They have businesses, um, uh, affluent um, service providers, and I help them thrive in both their success and well-being by sharing the principles with them. So that's okay. kind of what I'm what I'm up to these days. I also do um, three-day immersions that are all principle-based as kind of a, a quick start to, to working with me. So I do that. Um, I'm a father. Uh, I, I happily and healthfully co-parent my son, who's 12 years old. So him, his, his mom and I, we get along really well. In fact, if it wasn't for the principles, I would not have the relationship with my ex that I do. So that's probably one of the, the things I'm most grateful for. That's is, so cool. Yeah. Helped me um, really create a, a remarkable relationship with her and a co-parenting for mm-hmm. my son, who's 12. So um, I think for me, um, the reason I reached out to, to you was um, the 3PGC um, um, board had mm-hmm. put together a, uh, a listening group for practitioners like myself to come and, 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 and listen and get heard. And um, I, was, I was on that um, call, and it was right after the 3P UK conference. And, and I was listening, I could really relate to some of the people. And I, what came up for me is uh, being intimidated a bit by the 3P community and sitting on the fence and not jumping in mm. and, and, and like taking myself out. Like, so here, here's the big thing for me. So here's my, my stand is I see that I can either choose to be part of life part of the principal community, part of humanity, or I can innocently be take myself out and think I'm apart from, I'm apart from the 3P community, I'm apart from humanity, and I innocently take myself out. And when I do that, I suffer unnecessarily. So the reason I reached out to you is really this insight for me is that I'm a part of this community. I'm, a, I'm declaring that I'm a part of it. That's my stand. I'm declaring that I'm a part of this community. I want to be, and I'm still insecure. Yeah, I, I love that. 
when I talk to the doctors or I sit and talk the first generation who actually studied with Sydney Banks, like, it's like, whoa, what are you going to bring to the table? I know. I know. Like, uh... <laughs> but the more and more I stay into the conversation and the more and more I am around them, I realized the only thing I bring to the table is my experience, my perspective. Yeah. Period. That's all I got anyway. You know, right. Uh, yeah. but but it, I'm I'm not far from it being scary. I'm not far from you know still having fan moments when I see certain people and and they send me you know some 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 nice words or some kind words like oh I didn't even know they know who I was you know things like that saw you on that world conference that little bleep and you kind of got your time you yeah, know mixed yeah. up and you came and I'm like oh who is this guy I you just had a really nice feeling to you and you were you were just real you know really real and 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 insightful and I'm like oh I, I was I was really inspired by that and then and then you know meeting with you here today and um um and I'm like, oh my goodness! I, I hope I don't have to just talk the whole time. So I've really appreciated this dialogue, like a like a real conversation. That's my that's my jam, man. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to three pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner, or you want to be featured on the show as a new fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at three pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.